I'm a girl. And I'm her dad. Welcome to Girl Dad. We wanted to document the thoughts of two people from different generations of the wide, wild world we live in. Every week we tackle a new topic through our unique lenses. Come along for the ride. Hi everyone, I'm Abigail Frechette. And I'm Peter Frechette. And welcome to Girl Dad. Um, so today our topic that we're talking about is college. Um <laughs> I thought it would be like a fun first episode, kind of. We both had some interesting college experiences, and I think we have some some thoughts on the the higher education institution. Uh, but first, Dad, how was your week? Well, you know, it's uh, it's been pretty good. It, you know, we had a holiday weekend, so um, things have been kind of quiet. And then we had a little storm, so no practice yesterday. So going back on court today with my uh, JV basketball team and uh, hopefully snapping our losing streak. <laughs> yeah good luck with that one good luck yeah, with that uh, i appreciate that because we'll need it yes <laughs> um how much snow did you guys get um i don't know about three to four inches but you got some in new york right yeah we did it was it was so pretty yesterday too because i was mainly inside and i was like looking over all the buildings and just the white on top was very pretty and someone drew a little there's like a courtyard area outside of my building and someone wrote like I love you in the snow and that was so sweet so that made me very happy very nice um but yeah all right so should we get into our topic for the week absolutely this is uh this should be interesting okay I do think so, we probably have very different opinions about some things I think that that's true but I think we also respect each other's opinions on things here um so I just want to preface all of this. I'm probably going to say more negative things about college, but I do just want to say like overall, I'm someone who really likes learning things. And I think the education part of college is really great. Unfortunately, I think that especially we're we're really talking about college in America because I think that's a different beast than, you know, university elsewhere. But um, I do appreciate the, the learning aspect of college. It's more the other aspects that I question or have thoughts on that might be a little more negative. So I guess to start off, um, I want to kind of go over the value of college with you. So in... There's a, a social and financial pressure, is particularly in America, to go to college because, you know, it does allow you uh, openings for opportunities that you otherwise might not have. Um, and I think that this combined pressure has also, like, I guess, over valued itself a little bit I mean if we look at kind of the cost of tuition alone it's tripled since the 1960s um, accounting for inflation and I think that 
there's definitely a lack of regulation for tuition and there's kind of seemingly a of it's like a fake value almost if that makes sense that because it's not a material good that's necessary for like life but it is necessary in our society that it can kind of be valued at whatever it wants to be and um, I think also like the the college experience is what they're really selling you on. So I guess those are my like general starting off thoughts um, as far as like price and stuff goes. I have a little more statistics, but if you want to talk about anything related to that at first too, I'm well, happy to get your opinion. I just, uh, first of all, um, I do think that uh, there has been pressure on people to go to college um and i think honestly uh i think people have been sold a little bit of a bill of goods as far as um the importance of college and mm -hmm. i think colleges have done an, an amazingly good job of uh accentuating their importance um mm -hmm. i don't think uh i i don't think a college education per se is required to be successful um i think that uh for someone who um does value learning and has a particular goal in mind that college can be very beneficial um for others who uh really don't know what they're doing what they want to do um college may not be that beneficial um, I would use myself as an example. Um, you know, I had a tremendous college experience, but I think it was more of the uh, experience that you weren't talking about. Um, it wasn't a tremendous academic experience. It was a tremendous social experience and um, I had virtually nothing to do with what I ended up doing. And in all honesty, going back to my high school days, what I ended up doing in life um, had more to do with what I was thinking that I wanted to do when I was in high school. And mm -hmm. going to college didn't necessarily help that. It did from the standpoint of um, some experiential learning and some connections, definitely connections. but. Yeah from the standpoint of uh, academics, there wasn't a whole lot of benefit. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, because like you said, we're we're really talking more about, less about the actual like content of the courses you take in college. And I think that that's a huge part of all of this is like, you can access all, I believe you can access almost all of like Harvard's courses online for free, but you don't get the like paper at the end and you, you don't get the social ex uh, like experience and social atmosphere, all of that aside, you don't get like connections and you don't get kind of, I don't, nepotism is not the right word, but I guess kind of that that swing that comes from like especially these ivy leagues and like these big schools and 
even I went to an incredibly small school at first. Um, and I remember like one of the, I guess, kind of like promises or things they sold us on would be like always like, oh, well, if like someone will always hire an alum because it's like the connection is there and like this passion and shared love of the school is like so strong. So that just like is a door opener. Um, But I think that if that's the true kind of, I guess, value you're getting out of college, again, excluding social wise, then I mean, the average tuition as of the like 2021 2022 school year was about $20,000. So like that's if you multiply that by four years is those connections and those I guess like any kind of nepotism or whatever you want to put in there is that really worth it for like what you get out of it and I guess that would be my my kind of argument also is like it's basically a piece of paper you know at the end of the day that you're paying all this money for and I think I'm being very cynical here but like (laughs) um are you not if your goal in college is to just like get further educated and actually like learn more is that really what you're being sold is that like because a community college is going to offer the same kind of courses for a much cheaper price and you still do like get a degree at the end but it doesn't have that kind of prestige that a public or private university has and I remember do you remember like the obviously you remember the college scandal that happened with the I don't know sure, if they were, sure. like influencer and like yeah, celebrity yeah. kids and stuff but I remember this guy talking in the documentary they did on that and he was talking about the word prestige and that it means like fake and if you think about like Ivy Leagues and they have this value but like they don't really it's it's not actually there it's just like you could get just as good an education at somewhere else it's all like this fake kind of reputation and this fake I guess like sheath they put over themselves that they're better because they're older or they have more money and all this kind of stuff and the price to like get into that level is so high that is it really worth it but that is the um again that goes back to my comment about the marketing of the of those schools they've done mm-hmm. such a great job of that and i also think that um you know first of all i should probably since ideally the listener does not know anything about me <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> true know, so for me um you know i went into uh athletic um marketing and public relations coming out of college and that was a product of working at a student newspaper and working in a sports information office at the college that I was at and also um, getting as you talked about getting hired by an alum to um, 
you know, and then at that point I had to show what I could do and, and go from there. Um, so that college experience did pay off for me, but not from the classroom, as I said before. Um, and, but I think that again, going back to, um, what is your goal when you go to college and for the people that their ultimate goal is to make as much money as they possibly can, um, it, which tends to be with some sort of a financial situation, financial business, um, it probably is worth it to mm. uh, pay that exorbitant tuition rate at the prestigious school um, because that's where the big companies hire from. And that's who the headhunters are looking for. So there, there is a value to that. But again, if if you don't know that that's what you want to do, or if you know that that's not what you want to do, then there need to be other options. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think also, like, I mean, I think it is kind of a weird time to I guess it's not a weird time because it's when everybody kind of decides, but to look at someone who's like 17, 18, 19 and be like, you now need to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life and like put them, uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit later, but like, I think that's a lot of pressure at that age, especially when likely you've been in a very small bubble up until that point maybe you had like some experiences outside of that but for the most part it was like there were like two groups of kids one that knew exactly what they wanted to do and ones that had absolutely no idea but felt this kind of need to know what you want to do and I feel like I definitely fell in that and still at 27 I'm like still not sure what I want to do so I guess that's I think there's a value obviously to work to like using college as a jummy off point for whatever career but I I personally didn't feel that at either I should say also that I went to two different colleges I ended up transferring and I should say that I didn't find college as a helpful place to help me figure out what I wanted to do. I loved what I was studying. I thought it was incredibly interesting, but it did not give me any like career ideas or any guide as to, okay, you like learning about X, Y, and Z. Now here are like the jobs that we think you should try out and you know that's partially the field I was in was very like humanities based but still would you say I, that, all I learned would you say that any of that was impacted by the fact that it was COVID I don't think so because I think a lot of the like opportunities that I was presented with were able to be I mean, it probably was to a degree, but I think everybody was affected by COVID. Like, even if you wanted to be a doctor, that was affected by, like, even if you had an exact set path, that was still affected by COVID. So I don't think it can be totally blamed on that. I think it is kind of, again, this, like, 
overselling that college does and every college university in our country does this of like you come here social stuff aside like you will graduate and have like a path for you of whatever job you want and like you'll have all these opportunities and I just don't know that they actually have the resources to back that up they have the resources in terms of like if you know what you want to do we can get you a job but I think there's so many kids out there that even through college don't figure out what they want to do so then they're still stuck and there's no one kind of guiding you the way they kind of said they would um yeah I guess so I don't I I think COVID played a role and I know it played a role in a lot of my peers lives as far as like it was weird to work from home at first and kind of finding doing job searches all online was weird but I I don't know that it would have changed as far as finding me a path in college I just wonder if um had you been able to be on campus for the last year and a half of your college experience you may have um made some more connections or um, just been in a position to um, learn more about the opportunities that may present themselves than mm. you were by sitting in your apartment. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um, I don't know. I mean, I can't go back. No, you can't go back. So that's... figure that out because there we, was a pandemic. We may, so. we may just cut that entire section. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's, it's worth, keeping in because it's like it did happen but I do just I still like stand by kind of what I said because even even before that you know I feel like there wasn't much of a a path for someone in my position um so I guess the other thing I just want to touch on briefly in regards to this kind of more value of college and price and all that is just the the inequality that is so prevalent within this institution. Um, and I guess like it goes off the idea that, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, like that that actually exists when it really doesn't. Um, and like if you are not born into certain wealth or certain families and just like you have less opportunity and the financial aid systems we have in place don't really work that great and so many of us are in debt after college and just I think that's important to just mention I guess at least I don't really have much to say about it other than it sucks and it should be handled better um but yeah i guess i don't know if you have anything you want to add to that well the only thing i would say to that is similar to what i've said about other things is that um colleges have marketed themselves so well that they convince people who would be better off not going Mm. to go and go into debt in order to go to college for some mystery solution that that's waiting at the other end and obviously that doesn't necessarily apply to people in the medical profession 
um, who just have so much education that they have to get. Yeah. Um, but there are people that just really sh should not go to college because they're better off not going into debt and getting jobs that um, will lead them forward. Mm. But they've been sold a bill of goods and it's hard to get over that. Yeah, I think on top of that, though, to be fair, it's like you've heard me talk about this a lot. So I studied abroad in um, Melbourne, Australia. And one thing that my the other kids I was studying with there, like we picked up on a lot was how different the value in trade work is treated. So like they make decent wages. Um it's not socially kind of as taboo as it sometimes seems here like it's a it's a valued profession like trade work in any kind is and um i mean they still have like class issues don't get me wrong but like comparatively to what we have here and i think this also i mean going to a like pretty decent university there i was surrounded by everyone in my classes wanted to be there and wanted to learn because it was an education place. So then you kind of like, it not only made the the education I was getting as someone who was choosing to go to college, like a higher experience, but it also for the kids that would like, maybe either don't know what they want to do want some time to figure it out or just education isn't their thing they know they don't want to be a doctor they want to be a carpenter of some kind they can just go right to trade school make a decent living and like just do that for a little while it gives you that opportunity and it's not quite as like below as the way it kind of feels here and I think that's a huge thing is just like then you are actually educating the people who want to learn more no matter who they are because you have more opportunities you have more places in these schools so like I don't know I think just that overall that kind of like trade work and maybe we'll do like a separate episode on that in general and like who knows but um I think that's kind of going off what you're saying there should be other options when you graduate high school of ways to like make a decent living that don't involve going into such severe debt. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of everything I wanted to talk about as far as like the value of college education and like pricing and all that kind of stuff. So now I would like to move on to more of the social aspects of college and when I was doing some of my research on this, um, I found that a lot of colleges would kind of, rather than selling their academics or their, even their like prestige at times, it was more like selling this college experience. And I read a couple blogs of like parents, <laughs> this is really funny. I read a couple blogs of parents who were taking their kids on like college tours and just like their thoughts on things and one woman said that um she said she found like the 
the campus to feel more like a spa at times or a resort with all these amenities rather than a university campus. And I just thought that was a funny like little thing that it really is like a lot of these amenities you kind of get with a college campus. Um, I just wanted to put that in there because I thought that was a funny little moment. But um, I guess we can do this two ways. I don't know how you want to do it, but um, I think I know you were in a fraternity and I would love to talk about Greek life, but I think that maybe we'll save that and do that as like a whole separate episode because there's a lot to dive into there. Um, but I guess more just talking generally about the social implications of college. And I had a very weird experience. I did two years at a pretty small school in Vermont and then transferred <laughs> to a like medium-sized school in Washington, D.C. And that most of those years were COVID. So I had a weird kind of social ex experience, especially at the second school, given the pandemic. But I guess I can talk about more um, my experience in Vermont. Um, I think one thing I found really weird about college, it's the only time in your life that your peers are entirely your own age range. So, like, even in high school, like, you're interacting regularly with adults older than you, and you might have, like, younger siblings, so there's other ages. College, you have professors, but you generally don't really have, like, super intimate relations with them. So most of the people you're interacting with are, like, also 18 to 22, and that's kind of a weird isolation experiment almost in a way um I don't know if you have any thoughts on that but I don't okay <laughs> <laughs> sorry I mean I just think yeah. that that's a weird a weird thing and I think it's also it's not something that I've ever really thought about I know right because it is so normal because it's like oh you graduate high school and then you go to college and college is moving out of home but I think for me, like, I really realized how close I was with certain adults. But, like, obviously, we were a close family. But I had a lot of kind of, like, adults in my life that were really important to me. And I would kind of lean on in different ways. And you go to college and there, there's no one there like that, kind of, which I think is... I don't know like you can have a, a counselor or a therapist but it I I don't know I missed having more adult interactions personally I guess um obviously I think I should probably say before I say this that I am queer and I think that college is a great time to kind of figure out some self-reflection things about your identity your beliefs sexual stuff political stuff religion because it does take you out of the bubble that you've been living in so like it gives you different thought processes and I don't know if you had any like 
moments where you were like, oh, maybe I don't agree with my parents on this thing, or maybe I, I'm, I don't know, anything like that for you? Or See, I, I think for me, I was the poster boy of the uh, traditional um, go to high school, go to college, uh, party. I mean, it was the Animal House era. And yeah. that's what, and I lived that life. Yeah. Um, which in hindsight, I have uh, some regrets about, um, but a lot, of, but it all ended up making me who I am. So I can't yeah. regret it too much because you're here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there are definitely some things that um, I should have done some more growing up that I didn't do um hmm. and uh it took me a while to get to that and it i would have honestly i would have grown up faster not going to college um hmm. it it sort of extended my adolescence i think um yeah but uh but i i had a great time yeah uh, i mean i think it i think that's also like a bit of just our personality showing too is like you tend to be a very kind of like happy go lucky person a little bit and I tend to like question everything inside my head quite a bit really? so that could Do also you? that I could also be that. a contributing factor but I do kind of want to talk about like this partying uh I guess part of college because it is obviously a huge part and it can be dangerous but I think overall it's like I don't know I think it it's a good kind of like freeing thing in a way at times especially I I don't know I guess I feel like it can be really bad and can be really good simultaneously which is kind of hard <laughs> No, but it I, does... think that, I think that's fair. I think that yeah. um, uh, obviously it, I don't want to downplay the dangers of, of things that people do in college, um, mm -hmm. but I also don't want to overplay them. Um, it's it's very rare that something really, really bad happens um, because of partying in a, in a college situation. I do find it interesting that... Uh, you know 40 plus years out um the uh i'm not sure the colleges really know what they're doing when it comes to alcohol um, oh absolutely and uh you know when i was in college we had kegs and um that was what you just drank cheap beer all yeah. the time and now because of a variety of reasons some good some bad you have kids drinking hard alcohol all the time and mm. that to me is a much more dangerous situation yeah. than drinking uh, old milwaukee um so uh you know that's again that if we're gonna have a whole episode on greek life we maybe we'll yeah. save that but yeah. i do think that um you know it's it's a very hard thing and it's also um you know, you're talking about uh, the the college experience is a for many people is that first shot at independence. 
And right. I do think there is an advantage to the sort of uh, peers all being your same age because you're all going through the same, roughly the same thing at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you, you don't have that completely authoritarian figure there to say, Hey, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, you have your peers who will make suggestions. Um, you obviously, if you go way over the top, you will get in trouble and you, you will, um, face the wrath of the authoritarian figures. But, um, for the most part, it is, um, relatively harmless fun that is teaching you how to live your life on your own. And that's a very important skill. I think I agree with you like halfway because I do agree that like the independence is really important and it's a good time to kind of like push you out of the nest and figure out your relationship with partying and all of that. I will say, I think though, and this is not meant to be like offensive or calling you ignorant or anything like that. I think there's a lot more, I don't want to call them minor dangers, but I think there's a lot more like bad things that happen that maybe would never get reported to like an authority figure. And then what ends up happening is you have a group of kids essentially who are all also like so unsure of themselves, so kind of insecure in themselves, and they all are kind of messes. And they then have to figure out like a justice system or how to deal with these bad things that are happening. And I just don't, I don't know that that is great either. Um, but I do think like, it's not I think that would happen without college if that makes sense because I think if you put any group of people like just out into the world by themselves for the first time they're gonna have like messy bad things happen to them no matter what and that's a part of growing up so I do agree there's like good things and bad things but um I would say something like for me with the partying that I kind of realized more after the fact it was happening but I think like it is you go into this environment where all of a sudden you don't have any kind of comfort zone right and everybody feels the same way you do so you start building really really strong relationships really quickly and I think that you kind of, and because you're like partying with these people, they get even closer because you're having like late, I think this, this could be more of a girl thing as well. I don't know. You can correct me, but I think like, I remember, you know, you go on a, like a night out with your girlfriends and you come back. And you're having a great time, but then it's all of a sudden it gets deep and you're having this like emotional conversation and it's so wonderful and it's so deep. And then you wake up the next morning and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> like, it's a lot. It's like a heavy kind of feeling. And I know there's like anxiety is a thing and that kind of feeling, but 
I think it can make you feel more alone than you realize because you think you have these really strong bonds with these people, but you maybe don't actually. You've only known them for a month or whatever, and you're already maybe sh- oversharing and saying all these things. And I think that in a way, it's like you're surrounded by people, but it can also be like very isolating too. Um, and I also think we don't necessarily, I think the drinking age should be 18. And I think we've maybe talked about this before, but I think it should be 18. And I think it should also be like taught in health class, like what alcohol is, what it does to your body and like other drugs too. Um, because like, I don't think I realized how much of a depressant alcohol was and how negatively like how like I knew what a hangover was right but I didn't realize that I would be like sad because I was hungover I only knew I would be like my head hurts and I'm tired and I want greasy food and those the like physical parts but I didn't really get the emotional aspects of a hangover and I think that would have been like a nice thing to know (laughs) Because then I wouldn't be like freaking out when I'm so depressed on a Sunday because I'd be like, oh, right, because I, I drank all weekend away. So, you know, um, but yeah. Yeah. By the way, we no, we didn't have those conversations. OK, <laughs> okay. We, we just kept playing beer pong. Yeah, that's so. that's fair. <laughs> well, I wonder if that's also maybe a, a liquor thing, because I did not drink a lot of beer in college and. Yeah, it could be a lot of of vodka filled water bottles so that's a lot of alcohol too if you think about it so yeah okay so the last thing I kind of want to talk about before we maybe go into like some of our experiences and stuff um is internships because I think it's a weird thing that colleges have you do and it's often like I don't know if it's a requirement quite as much as it well I went to school in DC so it was a requirement there but um it's basically unpaid labor of a specific age group that's going into like crippling debt and you can argue like yeah it gives you experience and it gives you connections again but it's like at what point does this experience quote unquote and this these connections and all of that at what point do we say, okay, but that's not worth $20,000 a year. Like, at what point can we be like that? No, that's not, it just isn't worth that. Um, I don't know. It just annoys me. And I, I do know that a lot of places are starting to pay something to internships or they're trying to give them like other benefits. But I just, I just feel like there's a problem there that should be addressed again. I don't I don't disagree with you and I do think um I mean looking even at your sister who's her college is mm. if you get an unpaid internship you can get paid by the college for the internship um which I think is great and yeah. if you, if and that is the way it should be if the if the company that is bringing you in as an intern isn't going to pay you then the college should um yeah. especially if it's uh something that's required for you to do you should not lose money on something that's required so i i couldn't agree with you more that um 
internships should be paid and um, not just $10 an hour either. They should right. be, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you figure it out. It's not my uh, yeah. area of expertise, well, but there definitely is something. You're yeah. providing something of value and you should be compensated for that. Of course. And especially if it's like, I mean, a lot of kids have jobs in college too. So that's taking time out of their paycheck to do work that they're not getting paid for. So that I don't know. I just think it's like an un kind and of I, and what it does it, it gives an advantage and... it gives an advantage to the uh the, the kids who are more financially well off because they can afford to do it. And, Absolutely, yeah. Um, so hopefully that is something that is being dealt with. Yeah. So I guess we'll go into something a little more more fun than what we've been talking about um and then we'll we'll wrap it up but I guess do you want to we both had kind of untraditional paths in college so I was gonna just briefly touch on those for everyone and then maybe we could go into like if you have a favorite memory or a funny story you want to share um but do you want to start with kind of your college path sure sure I think that uh, probably my my memories are a little dim from age and alcohol, but uh, I, I, I started college in 1978 and uh, went through, was, was on a path to graduate in 1982 until I uh, basically was on the verge of uh, flunking out in the middle of my senior year. And I departed the school at that time and because if I did flunk out, I would not have been able to return for two years. So I left and um, was the best thing that I ever did because I got an internship, ironically, uh, at an organization that then hired me after I graduated. So I was I was out for basically a year and went back, had two terms left to graduate, went back and graduated and um so yeah, so I was on the five-year plan. Mm-hmm. As was I. Was I five years or? I have my diploma here. I can see what. I year. would say that you were five as well. Did you graduate in twenty-one? Did I graduate in twenty-one? Yeah. What year is it? Twenty-four. I think that's right. Yeah. So yeah, you were um, on the five-year plan as well. Yeah. So I started at a small school in Vermont and did two years there. Decided I was really, really unhappy. Uh, I transferred to a school in DC, um, which I would highly recommend transferring to people. I think it's something again that's like not talk. I mean, I don't transfer just for the sake of it, but just like I think it's something that's not talked about enough. Is that transferring is allowed and it works really well, and you get to start over with a clean slate a little bit, um, as far as your GPA goes. So that was great. Um, but I transferred to a larger school in DC. I did one semester there. Then I took a semester off uh, because of depression. And then I ended up starting study abroad the next semester. So in the fall again, which was my the best thing to ever happen to me. Um and then I went back to school in DC for 
what was supposed to be two more semesters. So I would have graduated in the fall. Unfortunately, then COVID happened. So I did ended up switching and I did three more semesters all online. Um, but yeah, that's <laughs> it was kind of a, a messy time at the end there, but we got through it. I graduated. So yeah. Did very well academically. I did, yeah. Yeah. I well, like I said, I liked learning and I loved the education part of college. And once I got out of the kind of social aspects of college, I did really well because I I didn't like the social situations I was in in college. And I think they were bad for me and bad for my educational <laughs> purposes, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyways. Um do you like a do you have a favorite memory or a funny story or do you not remember anything? It's it's all kind of uh I don't want to say it's all a blur. It, mm. I I don't know that there's a a favorite memory, but I have a, I have a lot of memories of college ranging yeah. and it's all kind of moments of things that um are probably relatively meaningless but and stand out for no reason um but i do remember things and yeah. i don't know if there's any that are worth sharing per se um or or appropriate to share <laughs> in some cases okay. um but uh i did i mean I I had a very positive college experience despite my struggles academically. And my struggles academically were um were entirely self-inflicted. Uh I did not I did not put everything I had into trying to do well academically or even to Yeah. um but I, I will I, I will tell one really bad story about myself. Oh god. Uh, no, maybe I won't. Never mind. I'm not, I don't know how it could get me in trouble, but it Oh no. Uh, I will say you that uh, you when like I went it. back when I went back uh after uh being away for six months or whatever it was, mm -hmm. uh, and going went back for my last term, I had to take three classes, which was, I think, as I recall, was the standard. Uh, you would take three classes for 10 weeks. And Wait, you only had three classes a semester or a term or whatever? But we, yeah, but we had three term, four terms a year. Oh, um, right. I remember. And so um, the three classes I took, one was the history of language, which was just gross and then uh i took the sociology of sport and the history of television and i was sociology of sport i loved it great professor great class history of television really looking forward to that class thought it was going to be great we had this visiting professor i think she i i can't remember where she was from but uh you know i was in that class and there were a bunch of guys that I knew that were in the class. I think maybe some of them were football players. And we came in on the first day and she said, uh, 
okay, um, what are the most important moments in television history? And this was so 1983. And um, I can't remember if I raised my hand or one of the guys I was with raised our hands. And we said the advent of Monday Night Football. And she said, no. She said that was dumb. That it, And I knew that, that from that point on, we were in deep trouble in that class. And But, you know, persevered, got through the class and uh, had to write a paper at the end. And, you know, I, as I have mentioned on many times, I was academically challenged by myself. And uh, for that class, I decided to write a paper on, you know, I, I worked at a, a place that uh, was heavily involved in college basketball for my internship. So I wrote a paper on the effect of television on college basketball. And this was the time when ESPN had just started. And when we were there, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird played this dramatic college basketball final. It was huge. Basketball was huge. College basketball was huge and had grown dramatically. And so I wrote this paper, The Effective Television on College Basketball. And I was like, wow, this kind of fits with sociology of sport, too. So, oh, no. so I wrote, I turned, I turned the same paper in for two classes and I got an A and a D on the same paper. So that is one of my distinct memories of college. And I did graduate. And I don't think there was anything wrong with it. You know, I just. Now you couldn't do that, though. Well, maybe I couldn't then either, but I did. Well, no, but like they have this. Oh, God, they have this program now that I forget what it's called. But you like enter all of your work in through this like. I don't know. It's some kind of program. Yeah. And it checks to see if it's like plagiarized or anything like that. Right. But every paper from the college gets submitted there. So, like, if you had submitted one. Well, I, I just don't know if you weren't allowed to turn the same paper in for. Well, now you're classes. nowadays, I guess you're not. Um, but the, the other thing I is. I think you should I, be allowed I, to. I can't imagine the fact that I typed the same paper twice. Because, oh, yeah. Because we didn't have computers or anything. So I. <laughs> so they were probably so different. I probably wrote something different in. Just an alphabet. So anyway, how about you, Abby? What are some of your memories? Well, I mean, I have a lot of, I guess, pretty bad memories, but I have two that, like, when I was putting this together, kind of stood out to me. They're both pretty positive, and they're kind of like random little moments. One was when I was at the first school I was at. Um, you know, I had a a pretty like big group of friends. Um, friends is kind of maybe a generous term, but it was a big group of people that we like would party with, hang out with, you know, and one, I always liked to, we, our sophomore year, we lived in like a suite style. So we had a kitchenette and it was four of us. So we each had like our own really tiny little rooms that basically only fit your bed. And then we had two giant bathrooms, which was just like what? Can we just have bigger bedrooms, please? <laughs> like, this is weird. And then we had, like, a, a kitchenette and a living room kind of space. So we would throw a lot of 
like pre-drink kind of things before going out to like some of the houses um but I used to not go out after our pre-drinks and I would stay and clean the entire suite and my friends kind of like caught and then I would like sit and watch like psych or castle or some dumb tv show and and like wait for them to come home and then we'd have like gossip sessions about everything that happened and I would have the best time but my friends picked up on the fact that I had started to make this kind of a habit every weekend and two of my friends stayed one night and we had like a mini dance party just the three of us and it was so great because we were dancing to like Lizzie McGuire songs and Avril Lavigne and these were two people that like I knew I really liked but we hadn't hung out ever one-on-one and that was just such a nice memory um from a pretty like toxic space in my life so that's a fun one my second one is that um basically we went I'm trying to we went home what Okay, so when COVID started, it was our March break for school. So we were not on campus and we basically got an email saying like, your March break has been extended by two weeks because of the pandemic. We got an email probably about like four hours later that was like, the rest of the school year will be on Zoom. I was living by myself in an apartment in D.C. at this time. So I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that'll be the end of me. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I'm moving back home with my parents. Had the first week of, like, online school. And at this point, this was right after I got back from Australia. So I had only really done one semester at this school. And I needed to make up some, like basically like intro level requirements so I was taking a math class a like intro writing class keep in mind I was a women gender and sexuality major so like everything I did was writing so I'm taking like it was just annoying basically all my classes were annoying except for this one class which was amazing which was a like 90s time capsule class so we talked about race gender all that kind of stuff in the 90s and the professor was amazing and it was late nights on Thursdays so it was always like the best class it was my last class of the week and I remember kind of like going into that week where we were having online classes for the first time and being like oh this is just gonna suck because the only class I like I'm gonna be tired after I don't want to do anything so we get on the zoom for the class And the professor looks at us all and she's just like, we're all like junior, senior. She just looks at us all and she's like, guys, this fucking sucks. (laughs) And she's like, give me a minute. She leaves the room, comes back with like a full glass of red wine. And she's like, let's just like talk for a little while and then you can go because I don't really know what I want to do here anymore. And it was just such a nice conversation because it was the first time outside of like my friends and family that 
It was talking to other people about the fact that we were in a pandemic and like what that the implications of all of that and just how shitty it felt. And it was just a nice feeling to like be acknowledged by this woman who's older than you. She's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Like she's just someone you look up to so much and she's having a shitty time. It like made you feel okay also having a shitty time kind of so not really a fun memory but just like it was fun for me in a weird way so those are kind of my two little ones I guess um your stories are much better than mine well mine are much more recent so that's true that is true (laughs) they're a little bit like I remember more of the details probably well, that's the funny thing is just remembering details of things that happened and trying to then put them into context as to when was that? When yeah. did that happen? And it's, it's, you'll find, you'll find out it's hard to eventually well, it's very I'm hard to do. I feel that way with like high school stuff. Cause I was talking to someone, one of my friends from high school and we were talking about something and we we're like, why were we there? Like what? Yeah. why were we in that building we never went in that building but we knew we were in that building you know what I mean like stuff like that so yeah yeah getting old man (laughs) yeah good luck with that (laughs) um anyways this is a good episode do you have anything else you want to add I I don't think so I think that was fun thank you very much for doing this I'm glad I think this is a this is a good time so Anyways, thank you all for listening. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed and we weren't too annoying or whatever. So we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Talk to you later, Abby. Bye, Dad. Bye, girl. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, follow us on your favorite podcast platforms, rate us, and leave a review. For latest updates, follow us on Instagram at girldad.pod. Thank you.